0: bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. As you all know, I love Foodie Friday. How do you know that? Well, I say that I think every Foodie Friday because I absolutely love it because I do see food as medicine and so do the people that come on my show. And we really can make such a huge difference when we're looking at what we eat. And one of the big buzzwords these days in health is inflammation. I'm not talking about scraping your knee and getting inflammation. I'm talking about internal inflammation. So I am beyond thrilled to have Dr. Gerald Joffrey. We're going to talk about his book, Get Off Your Acid, Seven Steps in Seven Days to Lose Weight, Fight Inflammation and Reclaim Your Health and Energy. The forward is by Kelly Ripa. Hello, Dr. Joffrey. Thrilled to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having me and uh, happy Friday. Great to be here
0: yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. You know, this is a topic that I've talked about before, uh, but i I was so taken with your book and this cleanse and all the good things you can do. So let's talk about this in the introduction, before we jump into what inflammation is and what acid is and why we need to get off of it and all the great uh, suggestions you have, you write in the introduction about a text message that changed your life and that your father passed out while he was driving with your mother. They were going seventy miles an hour. take us take us back to that, and uh, that what was going on
1: yeah I mean that that moment, every time i I talk about it, <laughs> I get choked up because it was really something that changed my life and changed my family's life forever. It was one week before the big day marathon Sunday I was running it, and I was so excited because my parents were coming down and I was on my last run down. I was going to do a ten mile run in Central Park. I was on mile eight when all of a sudden my phone starts going off of my pocket and i don 't normally carry my phone, but I have a at the time, a six-month-old son, Braden. so just in the case of emergency, I want to make sure I had it. I take my phone out, and it was a call from my brother. At that moment, I knew something was wrong. It said emergency, and I knew it was my father. So he was driving down um, from Vermont, where they live with my mom, and they were uh, on 91 South. And my mom was knitting like she you know, usually does when they drive. My father was driving, and all of a sudden, she feels the car veering off. Now, get this, they're in the HOV lane driving 70 miles per hour, and she looks at my father. He's passed out against the window. Oh. So it was uh, pretty wild because, you know, instinct takes over. She pulls his leg off the accelerator, pulls the keys out of the ignition. She thought he died. You know, he was lifeless. Oh and basically was passed out for, for two minutes, thought there was a heart attack or a stroke or something. Anyway, he comes through. Long story short, ambulance picks him up, brings him to the hospital, And they found out that he passed out because of cancer. There was cancer in the esophagus. And because of the acid erosion, it actually caused his body to bleed out from the internal, from the inside out. So it was really just a crazy moment. And that text message that my brother gave me was kind of like the thing that set it off. So that's the intro to the book. It's a a real powerful story, but it kind of leads us into all the things that we talk about in the book.
0: Well, you mentioned too, in the book, you say coming clean my own health condition. And you talk about you open with your father's story, but it was really looking at your own health that made you go even yeah. deeper into this. And and you talk about I love that, you know, the story of the shoemaker with no shoes, the plumber with the <laughs> leaky pipes, you know, you're always yep. doing things for other people and helping their health. So talk to us about what's going on with you. And then we'll jump into uh what the heck is acid?
1: Yeah, I mean it's incredible how many times you hear this about doctors how they're taking care of everybody else except yeah. themselves and I was that person. You know, so I'm a chiropractor, I'm a wellness consultant, a nutritionist and at the time I had a hardcore addiction to sugar and this is going back way in my life and I say in the books, take anyone you know who has a sugar craving or addiction, times that by a thousand. So for me, it was three sodas a day. It was a box of Lucky Charms. It was a ton of carbs. And the problem was that it was building up acid in my body. What we have to understand and what I understood as I started to really follow the evidence was that when you crave sugar the actual addiction or the craving is a mineral deficiency. And I didn't notice, and no one ever told me this. Growing up, I had ear infections as a kid. I had chronic migraines going into high school. Um, I had all these different injuries that my body just took a slow time recovering from. But the skeleton in the closet was this addiction to sugar. And as I, again, followed that evidence, I uncovered the truth behind why was my body craving sugar? What was it? I had a huge mineral deficiency, especially magnesium. So as I started adding these simple things into my life. It started with a green juice. It was amazing. Within a few weeks, my cravings just went away. And within six months, I dropped about 42 pounds. It was incredible. But it all started for me really figuring out what was really behind why my body was so addicted to sugar.
0: That is, that's incredible because I, I have a sweet tooth. It's not super bad. I mean, at these days I'm pretty much eating like 85% dark chocolate, but every once in a while <laughs> I definitely, okay. I definitely get a craving. So, I mean, I'm not perfect, right. but it, it bothers me because I know better. You know, it's like, you know, better, but that doesn't mean you're going to not do the behavior because that's otherwise we'd all be healthy. So there's yeah, a ex- connection, exactly. obviously, I would think right between sugar and that acid, right? And the inflammation. I'm sorry, say that again. There's a connection between the sugar intake and the acid and what's it do it the inflammation correct
1: Absolutely you know all sugar it doesn't matter what form it is you know you hear this all the time. People say, um, oh, it's a natural fruit. You know, there's natural sugars. But to your body, sugar is sugar and sugar in any form. You know, and obviously there are some worse sugars than other, fructose being the worst. But even things like bananas, which have 25% sugar, when they get consumed in the body, they're going to undergo a fermentation process where that sugar actually turns to acid and alcohol. And what happens is, is that your body has to go all hands on deck to do whatever it can to nutritionally. Neutralize the acid, the toxins, because the most important number of the body is the pH of your blood and that number is 7.4 and I don't want to get into the specific science behind it but basically if that number deviates by more than a point you're in a coma and you're, and you're dead. So your body will do whatever it can to prevent these different types of foods from harming your body and sugar, grains all right, a lot of people don't realize grains but grains is a huge amount of sugar it spikes your insulin and sugar turns into acid and acid equals inflammation. Those two words are interchangeable. Acid is inflammation Inflammation. inflammation is acid, and the two are the same.
0: Okay, so for inflammation then, because like I started the show, a lot of people will think, well, what do you mean inflammation? Like my eye's swollen because I have an infection or I skinned my knee. But you're talking about inflammation in the gut, in the organs. Give us a little more detail.
1: Inflammation, exactly. Inflammation starts in the gut. Um, and what happens is, is that we're all exposed to something called leaky gut. Now, the research shows that 80% of people have leaky gut, but my research actually confirms that it's actually 100%. I do something called live blood cell analysis where we look at the live blood of people and we see exactly what things are creeping into the blood past that important barricade in the gut or the small intestine. So when we consume foods, and there's toxins or chemicals or whether it's environmental toxins, those things should not be allowed to get into the blood. But something called leaky gut is where we have these small little permeable holes. They're the guards, as I like to say, that prevent things from going into the blood. Those small holes become craters. And now things that shouldn't get Into the blood, get into the blood. Things like yeast, toxins, undigested food particles, mold, and fungus. And what happens is when they go into the blood, they carry that inflammation, and your body, especially your white blood cells, start to attack it. So that's the inflammatory response. And when you think about acid from a common sense standpoint, think what acid does. Acid is so corrosive, it can actually burn a hole through metal. So think about what that's doing inside of your gut, the microbiome, or inside of your cardiovascular system. So what happens is the body's response to that is an inflammatory response. So in the short run, inflammation is literally helping us. It's saving our lives. We should all have a small amount of inflammation to heal our body. If you get a cut... That's what helps your body heal. But the problem is, is because of our acidic lifestyle, you know, 80, 90% of the standard American diet, which we call the SAD diet, is filled with acid. And that's creating an inflammatory response, not just in our gut, but in our blood, which then carries into all different parts of the body, even the brain
0: it's really scary. And what's scarier, too, is the way our society looks at food and looks at medications. You know, I was you 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 watch those, you know, commercials with the purple pill, but then the person keeps eating the crap. It drives me nuts. It's like, why can't we change our lifestyle? Yeah, it could be a pain. You got to make some changes, but you're going to feel so much better. I know somebody on 12 medications, and most of these are for lifestyle issues. And somebody asked me, is that dangerous? I'm like, yes, because that is damaging the microbiome. I'm assuming that it's increasing their uh, acidity. And then they're not going to get to the root of the problem. So there's so many things that are wrong that's going on with our medical system.
1: Yeah, it's it's really such an important point. I can't tell you. I see the same thing in my practice here. I use this kind of silly analogy, which is when a plant wilts. what's the first thing that comes to our mind? All right. Water. But so many people go to drugs and surgery, but that's not going to make that plant better. We don't have a deficiency of drugs. If you have high blood pressure, you don't have a deficiency of that specific high blood pressure drug. We have to start to think outside of the box or open up the box and find, as you said, what that true cause is. And as you dig deeper and deeper and deeper, the underlying factors of all these things, whether you're looking to lose weight or gain energy or you want better skin or better digestion, better sleep, or even if you're dealing with chronic disease, which is skyrocketing epidemically. I mean, it's just crazy how many people are dealing with cancer and heart disease, and even Alzheimer's, which is now the third leading cause of death in our, in our country. And when you look at it, Alzheimer's parallels inflammation. And one thing that we look at is the omega-3 omega-6 ratio because omega-3s are anti-inflammatory, but omega-6s are pro-inflammatory. And anyone dealing with ADD in kids or brain fog or even dementia, right? the brain is 60% fat. What you have to look at, are you consuming too many of these pro-inflammatory omega-6 fats, which are going to the brain?
2: more with Lisa Davis coming up. Now, you know a healthy lifestyle will always require some level of commitment. You have to make time for exercise, to de-stress, and of course, to eat right. That's why I love getting meal kit delivery from Sun Basket. With Sun Basket, it's easier to lead a healthy lifestyle because I know I've got healthy, delicious meals covered. Now, just in the last few weeks, I prepared Carrizo chili, Tuscan vegetable soup, two bean enchiladas, Saigon beef sliders, and just delivered right to my doorstep yucatan turkey chile verde and roasted paprika chicken and i can't stress this enough sunbasket features organic and clean ingredients and each delicious easy to prepare meal is ready in about 30 minutes making healthy cooking easy and convenient for any busy lifestyle and for any dietary needs or preferences including paleo gluten-free lean and clean vegan mediterranean and there's a family option too now i get the meal kit. And yes, you get the veggies, you get the meat, you get the sauces, you get the spices. It's all in the kit. And I got to tell you, it's kind of fun too. So go to sunbasket.com slash talk healthy to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash talk healthy for $35 off sunbasket.com slash talk healthy. And talk healthy today is brought to you by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. That's pretty cool. And I'm not kidding about this. Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, you have to qualify by taking a Health IQ quiz or other lifestyle quizzes like the cycling IQ or running IQ quiz. You can also get additional savings by By submitting actual data such as race results. And Health IQ doesn't just take this info and pass it on to an insurer. They are with you every step of the way from interest to application through underwriting to the final policy enforcement. This is really cool. Now, by being healthy, you not only live a better life, but you can now also pay less for insurance. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com/talkhealthytoday, or just mention the promo code Talk Healthy Today when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Once again, check this out. It's really cool. Just go to healthiq.com/talk healthy today. Now back to Lisa Davis.
0: So I'd like to do because the time goes by. I mean, we still have 15 minutes. Thank goodness. I think you're, I could talk mm. to you all day. You're fantastic. I, I want to jump into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so fascinating. Okay. So what are let's let's go to some of the foods that are that we should be eating that are going to help us be alkaline and, and just d- define alkaline for us.
1: Alkaline is all about balance. As I said, there's a pH number in the body. The scale goes from 0 to 14. 0 is like pure acid, could burn a hole through metal. 14 is pure alkaline. So things that are alkaline are high in pH, and here's the most important takeaway. We don't care what that food does outside of the body. What we care about is what that food does once you metabolize it, what it does once inside the body. For example, you could take something like a lemon and an orange. One of those is alkaline forming. The other one's acid forming. Well, which is which? All right, so when you look at a food, this is how you know which is which. All right, you have to look at the mineral content, the fiber content, and the sugar content. So both lemons and oranges are high in minerals, high in fiber, but the difference between the two is the sugar. Lemons are very low in sugar, just 2%. Oranges are high in sugar. So again, that's why adding lemon to your water is amazing for you and alkaline forming to your body. But orange juice and that high fructose content is one of the worst things you can drink and give to your kids. It's actually worse than soda, believe it or not. So things that are alkaline... Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. So things that are alkaline are, are high, highly alkaline forming. So you look at things like avocados, dark green leafy vegetables, healthy fats like chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, green juices, raw soups. Um, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Raw nuts and seeds and sprouts and even things like omega-3 fish are good for your body because, again, if they decrease inflammation in your body, they're going to be beneficial.
0: You know, it's interesting because I had a cold recently. And so I started eating oranges and my husband eats an orange every day. Is is that okay if we're eating the whole orange and it's just one or are you saying because you were mentioning orange juice is horrendous. But what about like the whole fruit?
1: Fruit juice is the worst. The whole fruit is better because now you have the fiber content. Um, you have the vitamins, you have the minerals. So that's going to slow down the metabolization, of the sugar. So it's a better option, but still there's a lot of sugar. So if I'm dealing with a cold or anything like that, I probably wouldn't go with eating an orange. I would go with more of things like lemons, limes, and grapefruit. That would be a much better source. What I also love it's something, I write a whole chapter in the book about this, um, Some and I interviewed one of the doctors from Truth About Cancer who kind of came in and uh, gave some great input. It's something called bioactive silver hydrosol, which is colloidal silver. So it's very similar to the effects of an antibiotic, but it doesn't have the downside effects of the antibiotic, which obviously... Destroys the gut. It's a great antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal. So that's something I like to use when there's a cold as well. Plus, green juices, chlorophyll, dehydrated greens. If someone's sick and not feeling well, that's the most powerful way to boost the function of the immune system.
0: Well, no wonder my cold lasted so long. I was like, what the heck? I, and I should know better. Yeah. But you see it orange and you get excited. At least I do. But yeah. now I will cut back for sure. <laughs> I definitely will. All right. Fruity Friday, we always share recipes. So I do want to talk about some of your fantastic recipes because I made some of them. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the ones that I really liked a lot, uh, and even though it's not summer, I love gazpacho. Oh
1: my gosh. That's my favorite recipe, by the way.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so delicious. Oh, my yep. god! the cilantro and the parsley, and I do eat cilantro and parsley every day. And I know that's really alkaline and alkalizing. You've got great. lemon, you've got lime, you've got garlic, you've got wonderful Celtic or gray Himalayan or Redmond sea salt, I use all three. This is mm-hmm. good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Really yummy. But I also like about the cilantro, it's a great heavy metal chelator. And I can't tell you how many people are dealing with heavy metals in their body. Um, so that's another benefit of cilantro. It's one of my favorite foods.
0: Oh, that's great. You know, and one, I want to make them all. I think the next one I'm going to do is a Thai quinoa salad. You know, there's so many diets right now that are like, cut out the grains, cut out the grains. And then you have people that aren't eating things like quinoa. When I like quinoa, uh, tell us your your take on quinoa.
1: Well, quinoa is one of those foods that's kind of mistaken. A lot of people think that um, it's a grain, but it's actually a seed. So um, I'm a big fan of quinoa, and we use it in a lot of our recipes. Uh, quinoa is great because it's a superfood. You know, it's high in protein. Uh there's so many uh, different aspects to it that improve the health of your body when you consume it, and it's versatile. You can use it in a quinoa porridge. You can use it in salads. You can eat it straight up. Um, you can make a big batch of this on a Sunday afternoon and let it just sit in the refrigerator. You can throw it into your salad. So it's really a versatile food, and I think in our day and age, this thing is all about convenience. To be successful in this lifestyle, because this is not a diet, first letters of diet are D-I-E, and that's not what we want to happen. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So you want this thing to last. You want it to be easy. So quinoa is one of the staples in our diet. I'm a huge fan of it.
0: Oh, I really like it as well. And I'm a huge fan of lentils. You have some great recipes with lentils. I am a huge yep. fan of spaghetti squash. You have a spaghetti, b- 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 spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's See, a that's character in the that. Curious George cartoon. Yeah. Uh, spaghetti, spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti squash with marinara. That looks fantastic as well. I, I do stay away from all the, you know, obviously the, the processed grains and things like that and, and try to stick with whole, well, I say try to stick. You know, it's funny when I eat whole grains and everyone's like, oh gosh, here she goes again. They make me tired. It's such a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this, Dr. Joffrey? Cause my husband can eat I- them forever I- and feel great.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, There's a few on? issues with grains. Um, number one, grains turn to sugar. They spike your insulin. Obviously, that is the key hormone that makes your body store fat. We don't want that mm-hmm. to be triggered. But the bigger problem with grains is that they become impregnated or they become contaminated with fungal mycotoxins all right? And fungal mycotoxins are very dangerous to the body because most grains are stored. So it's one of those foods that I really try to encourage people to decrease or even eliminate from their diet because there's really nothing good about it, even with whole grains. And I can't tell you how many times people come into my practice and they're like, doc, you'd be so proud of me. I'm eating better. And they start to mention things like that. And then they throw in the word whole grains. And I'm glad that they're making better choices and they're being conscious because the name of this game is not about deprivation; it's about moderation. It doesn't need to be perfect, as you said, Doc, but we have to look at these foods that are really having a big impact on our health in a negative way. I'm going to tell you, grains is one of those things at the top of my list.
0: You know, I love when people call me doc. I'm not a doctor. I have a master's in public health and lots of 25 years experience in the health field. But it makes me feel good. Dr. Lisa, Dr. Lisa calling Dr. Lisa. Yes, no, you you know so much. You are a
1: doc. You're a doc in my eyes.
0: (laughs) Woohoo! All right. Honorary Dr. degree from Dr. Joffrey. That makes me very happy. There you go. All right. Let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about this uh, 10, excuse me, uh, chapter 10, the Get Off Your Acid 7-Day Challenge. Walk us through that.
1: Yeah, the seven day challenge is awesome because my goal for people is, uh, I said before, it's not about deprivation, it's about moderation. You know, going back to my sugar days, I tried by deprivation to overcome the sugar addiction and it never worked. So finally I said, I have to change my strategy. I said, I'm not going to stop the sugar anymore. I'm just going to start to add things into my life one by one by one. And that's how I literally came up with that, that list of seven things. So what you want to do is go through the list of seven things in the book. And they're very simple. I mean, that's the whole goal. All right? I'm talking about oxygenation, breathing. All right? We talk about food and all these other things, but no one's talking about breathing. And when we're stressed, we go into fight and flight. And we freeze like a deer in headlights. And we stop breathing. And what happens is we're not only not getting the oxygen in, but we're not getting the carbon dioxide gas out, which is the waste product. So we have to breathe. So there's something called a 365 power breath where you're breathing in for three seconds. You hold it for six. You exhale for five. And you do that for 10 steps. So oxygenation is number one. Like Hydration is number two. Alright, we have to drink more water. The average person loses two and a half liters, so we gotta get up into the three liter category, ideally, all right, because again, ninety percent of people are chronically dehydrated. Then we talk about greens, we talk about minerals, we talk about lymphatic drainage, so whether you're doing a dry skin brush or a rebounder or something like that, it's gonna help the body detoxify. Then we get into a bunch of different strategies to do daily detoxification. Things like a a chia shot um, or the rebounder, as I mentioned before, or even just something as simple as lemon water, or we have something called the fat flusher shot. So there's different little things that take 30 seconds to do, but detoxification has to be a regular thing we do every day. Now, I do a seven-day cleanse. In fact, I'm on day five of coaching a huge group through a cleanse right now. So I do that four times a year. But detoxification needs to be something we do on a small amount every day. And then the last thing is just alkalize and exercise. So whether that is doing Tai Chi or yoga or swimming or spinning, you know, or just going for a gentle, brisk walk outside, we have to move our body Sitting is the new smoking, so we got to get moving. So those seven things, and we get into this real deep in the book, you want to just add one of those from each group into your daily diet. Do it for seven days, and what's your experience? How do you feel? And I guarantee you that you are going to feel so good, you're not going to want to stop. And the best part is that these are all so easy, quick to add into your day. It's got to be about convenience.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where a lot of people end up getting the fast food and this and that, but then they end up on tons of medications that they don't need. Sometimes, sometimes you do, right. sometimes you don't. If you were right. making the lifestyle changes, I, I can't wait to have you back. Uh, I have another show naturally savvy that I definitely want to have you on the book is phenomenal. Get off your acid seven steps in seven days to lose weight, fight inflammation and reclaim your health and energy. Dr. Gerald Joffrey, tell us all the ways we can find you and your fantastic book.
1: Excellent, thank you. The website is getoffyouracid.com. and on all of our socials, uh, we are on. It's get off your acid, so you can find us on all those. And we uh, would love to hear from you if you have any questions, or you know, you want to tell us how you're doing. We uh, would love to help you in any way that we can.
0: Fantastic, and I want everyone to be sure to check him out. You can check me out if you go to itsyourhealthwithlisadavis.com. dot com. From there, you can find my Twitter, my Facebook. You can find talk. Fitness Today, which is another show I do here for A Media. I've got Naturally Savvy Radio, so be sure to check us out. Thank you so much for listening. Get off your acid and stay well.